BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on, and check out all our coverage of the Cup Champion Inner Miami Messies. I think that's what I'm calling them. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. Get texts directly to your phone from me, Alex Brady, and Greg. Q&As. We did a prize picks contest today. All kinds of cool stuff. Bypass Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days. Subscribe at winnow.app backslash off the floor. $3.05 per month. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Includes our friends over at Prize Picks. Use that code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. They just rebranded, actually. Check out the new logo. Uh, but there's a reason it was the fastest growing sports app in the country. It's easy to play. You can play two, three, four, five, six players together. And they've got like 10 sports on there right now. So I know we think this is a slow season because there's no NBA and the NFL hasn't started yet. But the NFL futures are there. The preseason games are there. And yes, the opening week games are on there so if you want to play those early get into prize picks and use the code 5 f-i-v-e also FIBA basketball will be on there starting this week I've been told so we'll be promoting that here on off on Susie five on the floor and off the floor again go to prize picks use the code 5 f-i-v-e and now today's episode down to this game yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. i got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. And look, we're going to pivot back to Dame again today. Uh, we have been trying to mix in a couple of these episodes as we wait, as everyone waits, as Dame unfollows people on Instagram, supposedly follows other people as Bill Simmons cries in his Sam Adams about 
the fact that really Dame should be looking at Minnesota instead of Miami, an organization that has not won a playoff series and has only been to three playoff series since 2004. One uh. of those playoff series was only reached because Jimmy Butler was on the team at the time, but essentially he should look at Minnesota and say, I got to play with Anthony Edwards, which that I understand because that's the emerging star at a team USA. But we all know there's a better chance of Anthony Edwards someday playing for the heat than there is Dame Lillard playing yeah. for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we're just going to put that to bed and then we're going to let uh, Bill cry when this trade is ultimately made. But we want to look at this. Um, we try to listen to the fans and and we know, Greg, the fans are emotional um, and it's day to day. It's minute to minute. And it's, you know, we have to get Dame. And then Nikola Jovic, you know, looks really impressive in FIBA competition. And again, it's preliminary at this stage, but as they move forward here into the real thing, he looks like the best player on his team. Uh, he's taking step back shots that we saw him practicing with Karan Butler. He's making game tying shots. He's handling the ball. He's switching between positions. We've done a podcast on him and it just raised this thought. Okay. The Miami Heat have had very few transactions over the years that they've really regretted. Typically, when Pat Riley's made a trade, the trade has not been regretted. Okay, you don't regret trading Glenn Rice as good as he was when you get a franchise cornerstone in Alonzo Mourning. Okay, you don't regret trading Josh Richardson, even though you liked him as a player and a first round pick and other pieces when you end up getting Jimmy Butler and ultimately someday you get Josh Richardson back at the minimum. Okay, you don't regret trading Karan Butler and Lamar Odom as great as they were in the 0304 season and all the promise of that team when you get Shaquille O'Neal and he helps develop Dwayne Wade next to him and they get to a conference finals and then they win an NBA championship. The majority of the trades that Pat Riley's made, he does not regret it. Uh, Ike Austin for Brent Barry, he kind of had a gun to his head on that one because they weren't going to resign Austin. He traded for Ricky Davis with Antoine Walker when he probably shouldn't have. They already had the Ricky Davis experiment once. Uh, you look at other trades. Obviously, the trades were made before the 05 season, uh, which, again, I was critical of at the time. I don't know that you could criticize any of them, whether it was uh, trading, you know, getting a J Jason Williams or bringing in Antoine Walker or any of the other things they did when they ended up cashing in with the championship uh, that season. So, the trades, he typically tends to do well. There's some regrets about some signings. We we went through these, Whiteside, Tyler Johnson, Deion Waiters, uh, James Johnson. There's some regret about some negotiations, like, say, Dwayne Wade. There's maybe shout out to Smush Parker. Shout out to Smush Parker. Shout out to Mo Harkless. Like, we're not saying that every move they've made has been perfect, okay? Um, but majority of the moves have been pretty good. But is there a way that they would regret a trade for Dame Lillard. And I'm putting it in the context of what they would have to give up and what those players or picks may become or what Dame ultimately produces with Miami and whether it's worth fast forwarding the timeline for such an expensive player and giving up considerable assets when you don't have that many, if that's what it turns out to be. Go. I guess we're going to start with me. I said, Greg, go folks. I know it's the dead of summer and I understand that we're impatient. And I also understand that Jovic looks really good right now, but what are we doing here? This is Damian Lillard. And I guess if we want to create the, the fan fictional scenario where they, where we regret this trade as a whole, me included, it would probably be stumbling into the trade by mid season 
and then quickly exiting the playoffs with Damian Lillard looking like a shell of himself to end a season versus spending an entire season in a training camp in a heat uniform uh, and kind of limping through a season where Damian Lillard uh, and, and comes in late and they basically don't have a great seed and have to fight their way through and don't get the benefit of the doubt that they got last year. Cause how the hell is it? Are, are you going to get that lucky two years in a row? Because we all know that there is a degree of luck involved in all of that. So yeah, I can create this scenario where we go down that road and Jovic blossoms and Jaime Jaquez is looking better and better and on and on. And the draft capital is dried up, but all you got to do is win one championship. And I think that that is like, when we look back on the Antoine Walker situation and, and the fact that that got ugly so quickly, even pose and those guys start, everything kind of fell apart right after they won, just because they won that one championship, Ethan, you still continue to hear about it to this day. So it, right. it's, it's a great example that all you got to do is get that one title. And I don't know that anybody that they're trading as much as I like Jovic, mm -hmm. like, are we really thinking that he's going, I mean, maybe some do believe he's going to become an all-star. And if he does shout out to shout out to him. But I think that that's a bet I'm willing to take with Damian Lillard, but maybe I'm just less impatient than others, which is crazy for me to say out loud. Well, so, Alex, is that the bar? Before we get to the pieces that might go the other way and what may make you regret giving them up, is the bar at this point? Because we've talked about it's winning in Jimmy's window, right? If it, if you weren't if we weren't as concerned about winning in Jimmy's window, you take a team that just got to the finals without Tyler Hero contributing in the playoffs. You'd say you're adding Tyler Hero back. You've added some other pieces here. And just run it back. Like, I know Heat fans hate that because, then again, you wouldn't really be running it back because you don't have Struess, you don't have Vincent, you've brought in Richardson, you've Orlando Robinson's got a standard contract, you brought in Thomas Bryant. I understand there have been other moves made. But typically, if we were not so, like, concerned about, okay, you have to win now for Jimmy, you would just say this team is good enough to get to a finals. It just did it again, three out of four. So why gut the thing for a player who is, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, why, why gut everything or a lot of it for a player who is again, going to make $61 million in the last year of his contract. And even if it was coming off, maybe his best season offensively is 33 years old. Do you have to win a championship to make this worthwhile? Considering again, you've gotten to the finals two of the last four years and you've been in the conference finals, three of the last four. They're going to say yes. The heat are absolutely going to say yes, but honestly they would say yes without Damian Lillard. Like that's, the main thing, right? Like, that's all they talk about, keep keeping the main thing, the main thing, and how they always want to compete for championships. So it kind of has to be the standard, especially when you're trading for somebody, like you mentioned, with a contract, the way it kind of inflates over the years with him and Jimmy aging through it. Not that I think they're going to age poorly or anything like that. But um, I, I do think that's going to be their bar. Now, for me personally, I think them being in the mix every year, and I, I, like I, I'm going to have high expectations of them for sure. But mm -hmm. just them kind of being there every year is, is that's what what it should be. I, I can't expect them to win a title every year, but they're going to jump to being, if not favorites, right there. I think as a top three type of uh, betting favorite if, if they land Dame, and I think it is because they won't be gutting the team. That's where I kind of come down on it. Is um, if you're trading Kyle and Tyler, or if you're trading Tyler and Duncan, like I really don't consider that gutting the roster. I think you know besides, of course, that you're keeping your your two best players, the guy, the two guys that this has been built around that has led to so much uh, playoff success over the years. I, like 
you still got Caleb there most likely. I, I unless they trade him, I don't see that happening. Um, and if they do trade him, it's it's a signal that they probably didn't want to pay whatever he's going to get, whatever he's going to make next season. But I don't think they will. Um, I still think you know, kind of, excuse me, the players you've added this summer are going to serve as kind of the depth pieces. I like you know bringing K Love back. Obviously, somebody they added midseason. I, I think they have enough there. I, I don't really consider it gutting in the sense that you're trading a bunch of extremely valuable players who are kind of irreplaceable. Because I think Duncan had his moments. Duncan for sure had his moments, but he wasn't one of the biggest parts of um, these past couple of playoff runs. I think his his most impactful playoff run was 2020 in the bubble. And Tyler was their third best player for the regular season. And there was no doubt about it. And then what happened happened. It was unfortunate. It was on a hustle play, which, you know, as you mentioned, Ethan, on another pod, like that that's what the Heat are about. Like they, they would rather you dive, maybe in a different fashion, right? But they would rather you dive for the ball and hustle and make those types of plays, uh, 50-50 balls, all that. It's just unfortunate the way that it happened. And the fact of the matter is, and I'm not blaming him for this, two straight playoffs now, you know, he was either out for the whole thing, like it, like this past one, or he missed a lot of time. And before he did miss time in 2022, wasn't playing that well. Mm-hmm. So un- unfortunately, you know, I-, I I would expect a lot from him, and I'm not trying to trash Tyler whatsoever, but what I'm trying to say is a lot of the pieces that have been there for these long runs are still going to be there, and you're getting somebody of Dame's caliber. It's just top 15 player, and as we talked about on plenty of pauses, is a type of the, the skill set and the way that he stretches out the defense is unlike anything that he'd have ever had. So I just don't think there will be many regrets, and I don't think they're going to have to also trade both of their young players that we've debated about mm. for weeks at this point. Like, I think they're going to get them at a pretty decent enough price where there's not going to really be any regrets. And because of their past playoff success, just adding somebody like that, I, I don't I don't know how you have any doubts about it. It seems like kind of a, a jackpot move. All right, so, but let's pivot to that other part of it, Greg, though, because, I mean, okay, I don't think, without any disrespect intended, I don't think we're going to be talking about regretting giving up the last two years of Duncan Robinson's contract. And I don't think we're going to talk about regretting getting off of Kyle Lowry after the way, if that's what ends up happening with the way that all that's played out. I I think that the regrets come with potentially with the other pieces, if you don't cash in and win a championship. And I just want to be clear on this. Okay. I'm playing devil's advocate because I still say you go in for Dame. Okay. And I think ultimately Cronin is going to bend here there aren't going to be any other offers out there for him. And we've talked about all this before, so I don't need to go through it again, but I think it's worse for Dame to go to Portland training camp than it is for any of the heat players to go to their training camp. And I think the distractions are going to be there. The frustrations are going to be there. And ultimately he's going to have to do something. Okay. Because it makes no sense. And I'll just say this one more time for him to keep them when their objective this year to be, be get as high up in the lottery as they can keep the pick away from the bulls. Cause they owe it to the bulls otherwise and get up as high as they can. And as Aaron Fentress who covers the team, I know he's pissed off a lot of Portland fans. We may have Aaron on again, but Aaron said like, if you keep Dame best case scenario, you're maybe scratching the play in if you're lucky Whereas if you get rid of Dame, you'll sink deeper in the lottery, which is where you should want to go. The worst place for the Blazers to be this year is somewhere in that kind of 9 to 12 space, okay, in the West. You want to be 13, 14, or 15, so you got to sink quickly. With all that said, though, 
the pieces you may regret trading are the future pieces. So we're not talking about regretting for now. I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, you got Dame. You really could use Duncan shooting right now, or you really could use Lowry's brain. Okay. Are you really, nobody's going to be saying any of that stuff. And to a certain extent, I really don't know that this year they'd be talking about it in terms of hero, but we have to take him into consideration because he's 23 years old. But are we looking at a player in Jovic that has that much upside that, if they don't cash in on a championship and Jovic becomes an all-star level player in Portland, that we are starting to think about that. I mean, does it even tough enter your look. mind? Cause it's entering some heat fans minds that like the heat really found a kid here. And that's a tough look if it, cause Tyler will also be a, what I'll call um, like a semi-star, you know, like a, like an all-star level guy that gets on the all-star team one year, but maybe doesn't another year, depending on team success and other factors, availability, et cetera. Um, I think Tyler has that chance too. He's young as hell. And like in any other circumstance, I'd be saying, what the hell are we talking about trading a kid like Tyler hero? So like, that's another thing that I think should be on record as, as everyone understanding it's not normal to want to trade a 23 year old that's played as well as Tyler has in his short career in Miami. He's accomplished so damn much, but this is the cost of doing business to get great superstars. And this is what we've always been about. And that's when you have the right team, you have to know when that moment is to go all in and throw caution to the wind. And they've been good about predicting when those moments are here and capitalizing on them. And it's why I thought this would come to fruition quicker. Obviously it's because there's one party that's inept and the other is waiting for them to finish being inept and then they'll figure something out. Uh, and I, Ethan, to your point about this, eventually Cronin uh, caving, I can tell you agents around the league agree with you. They think the market's mm -hmm. going to heat up here eventually. Um, and it's because like, they're not going to just wait around for this situation. And so something will come to fruition there. September 15th is a date I keep getting told. It's it's pretty random. It's, a, it's sort of a, but it's sort of consistent with what you've been talking about a couple of weeks from now. That's three weeks from now. Somewhere in that space when, when the camp is around the corner, right? That's when I feel like this starts to happen here. And I, I just don't see, aside from just a total flame out from that big three, which, I mean, is that really going to happen? I just don't see it happening. And just always remember when we talk about regrets, in the end, you're going to be left with Bam Adebayo still here. And so that's the other part of this. It's almost like a little presumptuous and crazy and spoiled, frankly, to even talk about regretting getting Dame Lillard and not giving up your two best players. Like, what are we really doing there? So, well, because we're, because, because we're accustomed Greg to them basically making out like bandits on these. <laughs> Correct. Like, right. like, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I think that the, the, look, the Jimmy trade, uh, which I think Alex proposed the trade a year earlier, uh, Minnesota. I remember writing a, you're writing a story about this and it ended up essentially being the same trade, except there was the whole issue of, you know, uh, and the Mavs getting involved and then, you know, Dragic or Olenek or DJJ or what name they heard and all that garbage. And then Andy had to save it and they had to trade the first round pick, uh, you know, to, to, you know, in the Harkless thing, you know, and, and then they ended up, you know, but they got rid of Hassan, which was better than we thought they could possibly do actually in that whole transaction. But we are accustomed to them fleecing teams. I mean, that's the thing. Like when we talk about trades, like there's really not a trade. I mean, even going back, I didn't mention this one, but the 95, uh, 96 trade, the, the trades of the 96 trade deadline, they literally got a future hall of famer and Tim Hardaway. 
They gave up nothing. L- look at those. I mean, that that was the largest transaction in NBA history to Billy that point. Owens. Then they made a larger one. It was it was like the yeah the the sort of the unfulfilled promise of Billy Owens, right? He was a great college player, and he was like a perfect fit for like what the Heat would look like. They actually got a Billy Owens in Lamar Odom a few years later. It was a similar type player, and uh, they but they didn't they didn't give up anything in that trade and they got Tim Hardaway <laughs> and then they ended up uh, putting together the last piece of the game trade, you know, even the Jamal Mashburn trade, like people were thrilled with Jamal. They gave up Kurt Thomas, who was a good NBA player for a long time. Jamal had a higher peak with Miami uh, and, and certainly afterwards than Kurt ever did. So we are accustomed to them fleecing teams in trades. And, and that is why I, I think that it's hard to look at trades and say, okay, both sides can make out. Okay. Like for instance, Indiana, Okay. Now I'll throw this to you, Alex, before we go to break. So Indiana has made a couple of trades in recent years with Kevin Pritchard in charge and others there that they had to get, they got talent for talent, right? Like, but they're Indiana. Like they had Paul George, but they traded, you know, they were sort of pushed to trade Paul George because he didn't want to be there anymore, but they got Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis back. Like they got two all-stars, even though, and then when they traded Sabonis, they got Halliburton. So there, you know, you look at Sacramento, Sacramento, they, Sacramento ended up being third in the league in the West last year. They gave up Tyrese Halliburton, who just got like basically $55 million a year. But sometimes like you need to give up something to get something, right? 100%. And that's why I came down where I did. Like, it's just, you know, it's got to hurt a little bit, but I don't think it hurts enough to where you second guess it at all. Um, and I think at some point, the two sides are going to have to stop playing hardball and somebody's going to have to blink. Somebody's going to have to bite and and take something worse in a deal um, than kind of what they wanted. But that's just kind of how it goes. Like, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, the, the Heat are going to get what they want and the Blazers are going to get what they want. Because as we've talked about before, they've been head started that rebuild. Mm. Like, they, they, they got a head start on it. And now I think just kind of continuing it is um, the, the best part for – for both parties, like just getting on with this and, and getting over it. It's probably not going to happen for a few more weeks, right? Or maybe longer. We never know. But I'm just at the point where if you have to give up Jovic, if you have to give up Hakez, it's probably not going to be both. You just do it, man. And it's it's unfortunate because I like both of them. And I think what Jovic has shown is really um, like it's made me think he can he can be somebody who really gets minutes for them. Like Leif said on the on um, I don't remember if it was the last pot or not, probably the one before. Uh, when you guys talked about Jovic, that he could be a, a ninth man or something like that for this team during the regular season. Doesn't mean he'll be closing or anything during the playoffs. Doesn't mean he'll be a starter right away. But that's a pretty big jump from somebody who couldn't really get minutes last year and was never in line to get minutes. So I, I still got to see it. But um, it, it would be unfortunate to see either one of them go. But you just got to do it. Like you got to trade the three or four picks. You got to probably give them one or, one or two of those young guys if you're somehow keeping Tyler. But you know, as Leif alluded to before, I think the guy who would be um, the most realistic to make an all-star game in this window is Tyler Hero. Like, it, there's no doubt about it. Not that I think he's going to be an all-star. I don't know for sure. I think it depends on where he goes. Less likely in the West, Alex. In the East. I think if he goes to the Nets, yeah. honestly, I, I and averages 24 next season in New York, he could be an all-star. I think Mikhail Bridges is going to be the Nets all-star. The, the Nets would have to have a crazy season for, for them to get Bridges and Tyler. That's true. Um, but just in general, I think if like if you had to bet on who, who is going, going to be a much more impactful player in this window, if you trade them between Tyler, Jovic, 
um, Jaime, and you could even throw Caleb in there. Like Tyler mm-hmm. is the guy. Tyler is going to be the one who is most likely to make an all-star team. And I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody else. I just think, um, you know, it has to hurt a little bit. And if you're trading somebody of Jovic or Hakez caliber, and that's that kind of what it comes down to, you just got to eat it because you're still getting him without trading. I think just without going too far, like you're just supplementing a core that's been there over and over and over again. And it's just, you can't have any qualms about it. You just got to feel it. like they'll make that. Like they will have made out like bandits. If they keep one of Hakez or Jovic, like to me, that's where my expectation level is. If but none I want, of those I, two I, are here when the dust settles, I'm going to be like, damn, the heat and Caleb? good. And Caleb remains as well. So keeping two out of the three, I want to hit that after the break. Cause I have a thought on that. Uh, so I'm glad that you brought that up. All right. We do want to mention a couple of great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We mentioned already our fantasy partner, our gambling partner is better edge. That's legal gambling, legal gambling in 45 States, including the state of Florida, cause it's based in the United States and you're betting against others who use it. You're not betting against the app. Use the code five RSN, get $20 to play. That's the number five RSN. For Reason Sports Network, get $20 to play. And we are running some polls and some other contests over there. We're going to do a big one for FIBA. So just get on there. You don't even need to pay anything to get on that one. Uh, just literally enter your phone number and that's it. Okay, so betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. Also, do you want to mention our friends over at Stones & More? You can find them at mosaics.com. That's M-O-Z-A-I-C-S. .com, a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. I can tell you, big Miami sports fans as well, Juan and everybody there. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors of the best quality porcelain and ceramic tiles, along with a wide variety of high-end mosaics with unique modern designs. So check them out at mosaics.com. Make sure you mention five reasons. That's where you go for stones and more. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Here's where I've come down on this. And I know I really I didn't get on that episode um, about the high the jo- Jovic versus Hakez, But and maybe this is recency bias because we're watching him do this in international competition. If you protect one, you protect Jovic. And and the, re- the reason I've come down on that, is I just think the upside is higher. And I think, look, all of the indications with Hakez have been positive. The way he's ingrained himself in the community already. 
Uh, you know, Jimmy's his favorite player, all that sort of stuff. It's clear that Spo likes him. And there's there's a skill set that you can tap into immediately. But I think that the skill set that Jovic offers is more unique and it also has more upside. To find a guy with that, you can find scorers, even crafty scorers at Hakez's size. Uh, and, and again, the, it, it, someone who's 22 years old already, okay, comes into the league, uh, maybe a little bit more polished. Okay, he seems to compete defensively. We'll see how good he is on that end. But uh, you can find guys like that. Jovic looks different to me. And I know our guys, you know, we've got some in the network, whether it's Brian Fonseca or Eternal, who've been all over this Um you know, and I've expressed it on various platforms, but you're talking about a guy who first thing gives you that kind of height, put on muscle weight with ease in one Miami heat season when he had injuries during some of it, including the back problems, which shows you he's put in the work first thing. And second thing, it also shows his body can handle it because he's been able to move with it. And they've tried with certain guys and it doesn't take when they, when the, you know, it, they, and this is as good a conditioning staff as you'll find in sports. But sometimes you try to put on weight or take off weight and it changes the way that the player operates. It, 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 it seems to make Jovic more comfortable in the conversations I had with him, others had with him, but also the way that we see him carrying it on the floor. He's confident. He, again, seems to have the approval of the Heat's best players. They like him. I'm not saying yeah. they won't like Hakez, but there, there's another. And it's just like, he just looks like a guy. Look, I'm not going to make the Luca comparisons or anything like that. But some of the comparisons that have been made here, like a Hito Turkaloo or that kind of player, like if you're sitting on a player like that, like that's, that's a player. I mean, you look at Turkaloo before he had issues late in his career. He was a player. He was a starter and a core starter on a finals team. And I see some of that skill set in this kid. I, I think they would regret it down the road if they don't win a title with Dame and this kid blossoms. But I, again, it's the cost of doing business. I agree with Alex, but if there's one of the three, you can hold out. You're not holding Tyler out, I don't believe. No. I don't think you can. So I'm talking about him, Caleb, or Hakez. My priority would be keep Jovic first, Caleb second, Hakez third. And I put Caleb behind Jovic, not because I don't think there's more growth, because I think there is, but we may have seen the best of him in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're going to have to pay him after next season, and I think that's going to be a problem. Jovic, we know they can keep him under contract for another year beyond. Greg? I agree with you there um, in terms of the rankings. I think obviously people are going to point to the one season contribution of Caleb Martin. And if we all do talk about the fact that if you just get one, none of the other shit matters, pardon my French, uh, then maybe you do keep Caleb and he rises in those rankings above Jovic for that one year contribution. But this is the other thing I just want to sneak in here. For him to come to Miami, and I've heard that he basically his entire season he didn't leave the facility. Like he's just there all the time. He's not the kid who's like doing the South beach scene and out doing all that. He was in the gym the entire time for a kid to take to the heat program like that and find that mentality after they went and very surgically and like targeted him and got him in the draft. I just think to your point, if they can keep him in the program, that'll be a gigantic win for them in this negotiation process. It'll be no slight to Jaime Hawkes because he fits in, in theory, but I think there's more than theory around Jovic because he's been there and that's a huge part of it. And now we're seeing him grow. Uh, and I still though, 
I'm going to end by saying I just don't see a, a scenario, even if he blossoms, where you look back in this and say they shouldn't have done that. Like I just I because you have to have the benefit of the context of the here and now and the time and score of the game for this franchise. And right now, how could you say otherwise? Right. No, I'm with you. And they always end up getting the guy back, even if it's in the coaching staff. They traded Karan. He's back in the coaching staff, right? Like they they, they always yeah. I mean Ty, Tyler will probably be here in four years. Jay Rich uh, back on the minimum. Jay Rich is back on oh, the minimum. Got it. They, they all come back. Glenn Rice could have come back late in his career. Well, Glenn Rice isn't back in the organization. Yeah, he's scouts. J- right. Jawan, who yeah, they lost him a different way. Um, but I I, I I'm with you that I, I think that there's very little that can make you regret making the trade, which is why I'm still in favor of making the trade. But I, I do think that the Jovic thing, uh, you know, hit people a little this week because they're good at drafting now. Like that's 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 the change from all those years. No, but, but Greg, honestly, they miss um, – there were a ton of guys, and I know there are guys in the 20s and all that, but it used to be easier to find guys because you saw them in college for two, three, four years, and they still kept missing. They took a kid named Charles Smith who couldn't play. They took oh. Tim James who couldn't play. Uh, they took Wayne Simeon who couldn't play. I mean, Quintel these were all – Picks of the twenties, right? Could, oh, but well, Quintel Woods was Portland, but they ended up with them later oh, on. Oh, that's but, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, You're uh, right. Yeah, credit him to Portland, but they, they 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 took a bunch of guys that did not pan out, and even look. To be honest, Justice, I know we don't want to say it, but he didn't. He, no, but he didn't. He may end up back too, but he didn't develop like you would want a number ten pick to draft, particularly with some of the players who right. came after. We don't. We need not mention well, their names. Right, but it does look they've over. They, it looks like they've drafted players in recent years, Bam and Tyler for sure, who have outdone their draft pedigree. And I have no doubt that if he stays in the Heat system, that Jovic will will far exceed what his draft position was in his particular draft class. Okay, uh, particularly looking at that draft class more carefully. But here's my question, Alex: Why, if you're Portland, would you not see? Jovic as a premium asset because that's the part I don't understand I look at their roster and I'm like their whole roster is guards with the exception of Jeremy Grant who they're going to flip eventually I would think in a rebuild and Nurkic who they're trying to flip right now they literally don't have a young front court player of any merit everybody else it's Scoot Shane and Sharp uh Anthony Simons they're tiny like why would you not want a skilled 6'10 guy Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I, like I guess Chris Murray's a four. You know, he's yeah. he's around that size, but he's not gonna. I don't think he's, you know, he's gonna be a part of their build going forward with those young guys with that rebuild. But um, yeah, it's a hundred percent a great point what you're talking about. I, I guess the premium asset thing is more semantics. What do you consider premium? I do think it's a very good asset. Like I, I especially now that you know if you're the Portland Trailblazers front office, you've been able to watch stuff with the way that he's looked in summer league and then now in in FIBA play, I just think, you know, you see not only the the, the physical, I guess we're calling it leap or mm. jump, however you want to classify um, that. You, like you see the physical stuff with the way that he's grown into his body. And then you see it translate onto the floor as well, where, um, you know, he's playing through contact. He's playing with confidence and, you know, he's he, he, he has multiple layers to his game. He's obviously very skilled. Like I think, whereas if you try to look at his film from last season, and we've already done that on playback, uh, by the way, playback.tv slash 5RSN. Check us out. We're still going, still doing mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you just we'll do something this week too. Exactly. You just see the difference. You see the difference between last year and this year. And, and it's nice to see that, right? If you're the Blazers um, and you're making this trade, it's like, okay, 
you don't have to think about it in theory anymore. This guy was dedicated, and you know the intel, like Leif has talked about, is that this guy is a hard worker. He's twenty; he just turned twenty years old, and he he seems like a really skilled player. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't want him. I, Do I you think... guys think Joe Cronin's not even watching? Do you think he knows it's on? Oh come on! See, let's not do this. See, he's I see. Uh, he's obviously look to get to his position. There has to be some level of comp- competence there. But I, I, look, low hanging like fruit. Hockey. I'm sorry. They, they like Hawkins reportedly. And, yeah, they like they know, like Hawkins, and 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 I kind of hope that that's the case, honestly, because I I think that if again, if you're the Heat, I I just think you keep this kid in the system who I, he just looks like he sort of has limitless possibility. Like I. And, and, you know, there is now a history of that kind of player having success in the NBA. And for the Heat to go get him, you mentioned him, they targeted him. But an organization that, like, you know, gets the heebie-jeebies when a European player is mentioned. And for Pat to sign off on that. I know that there's there's trust in, in Adam Simon, but the experiences with European players have been about as bad as you could possibly have. I and mean, then they just stayed away from it. It was Danilovic. Uh, and Mirsep, and then it was pretty much they were done. Like they never even tried again. Um, I, I and now they tried with this kid, and it looks like they hit something here. And I always feel like they don't want to talk him up too much because they don't really want him to go. And that they put Hakez out there a little bit more, maybe for mm-hmm. that reason. Uh, that that feels to me like that. But I, I again, I, I don't know that there's anything. That, I think even if if Hero and Jovic become multi-time All Stars, but you get your two titles or even a title with Dame. I think you're okay with it. I think that the only problem becomes, and I don't care about the first round picks. The Heat will find other ways to get picks. The picks should be low if this team, or not, not particularly good if this team can pivot successfully to more of a BAM era as they go forward. Um, so it's not about the picks to me. It's really, with Tyler, it's kind of like a really good young player who is the cost of doing business. It's the Jovich part. If they end up including him, and some Heat fans fans feel like they didn't have to, but maybe they panicked a little bit just to get the deal done. I can see if Jovic ends up blossoming in a year or two, them saying, okay, why did they go ahead and do this? And there'll be Heat fans who were pushing for a Dame trade the entire time who will conveniently forget they were pushing for the Dame trade, right? Uh, you know that's coming. Even if even if he becomes as good as Hito Turkoglu was, Hito Turkoglu is not going into the Hall of Fame. He's not like an all-star level guy. So stop it, folks. Just relax. It has to be like Luca level, like something where it's <laughs> or, like perennial yeah. all-star, undoubt, like where, where it's like, okay, maybe they shouldn't have traded that guy. Like if he becomes Andre Kirilenko for when Kirilenko was as good as Kirilenko was, I, then okay, I'll say that maybe they should think about that because didn't he make some all-NBA teams? <laughs> no, he, well, he made some all-defensive teams and he made a couple of teams where he was pretty damn good for a, a while. Um, I th- He might have made an all-star team or two, I you know, in Utah. And and look, and he had a cool nickname and all the rest of that stuff. Uh, But I mean, the yeah, names we've been talking about. Yes, go ahead. And when you were talking there before, you kind of hinted at something, and I wanted to ask you what you thought. And Leif, you could chime in on this too if you if you if you have an answer. Um, do you think it seems like you were hinting that the Heat would be more willing to trade Hakez? Is that something that you're? you're I think so. Is that your I, I opinion, so. or I is agree. that? I, I, I it, it's it's an educated opinion based on the way they've acted. It's it's not something they've said to me flat out. They're not gonna say that. Same. But I just get that feeling. I know the way that they operate when they w- would it rather m- move one guy than another. And then I also look at the context of the team already. And look, here's part of it too. 
When you have someone in your system for a year, you get attached to him. He's not an asset anymore. Jaime Jaquez, yes, he's made a good impression since he's come in. He played a couple summer league games and he's gone to Tony Fiorentino's event and he's been around town a little bit. Yeah. But there's there's no attachment to He's only they shook the hands and kissed camp. the babies. He hasn't he hasn't no, started it, yet. It, it, it's different. And it's like you yeah, we get attached to these players, uh, you know, even as fans or observers or media, but they certainly get attached internally. But in this case, there's there's no re- – but with Jovic, I just, I just feel like they thought they found something last year. And um, and I just I'm, – I'm watching the interaction between Jimmy and him or Bam and him. Like there was a feeling from the very beginning that like this kid belonged. It was going to take some time, but he belonged. Um, he asked the right questions. He And again, Hakez seems to have a lot of those same qualities. So it's not – but it's just it's different when he's been with you for a year and then he puts in the work that you ask him to put in and he's starting to become the player and it's your work that was there. And I don't think there's any question that if if Nikola Jovic, it may take longer to crack a rotation or be a 25 minute player or a starter, but he will be much better off for the sake of his career if he is not in this trade than if he is. I don't think there's any question about that. Because I don't even think he'll be with the same coaching staff or general manager in a year or two in Portland. I don't even know that Chauncey's long for that job. And we, you know, they had Terry Stotts for a long time, but I don't know that they're going to stay with this particular group. And so then you get all that stuff, the in and out stuff. You're playing around young players who are talented, but they have bad habits. It's just, it's different than if he's going to be in a system earning his minutes you know, to play with or behind Bam Adebayo, okay, who is the consummate pro who literally came out this week and said he doesn't do the load managing because he people come to watch him play. Uh, Jimmy has a little different attitude on that. But Bam is the carrier of the culture at this point, and that's who Jovic would be spending the time with and working with, and I, that's different than spending it with who? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, shade and sharp. And I, you know, I, again, no disrespect to anybody in Portland, but they're at a different phase. So... Let's see if they can keep him. You would think that, you know, like a a team that's right there in a championship contending window would like logically, logically would go for the 22 year old who was, who spent four years in college, who who, Mm -hmm. who is the, I agree. But Alex, best case scenario, let me have him cost control for four years, as opposed to, to Yoba, you have an extra year, but you do, you do, but let me throw, but let me, a couple years. No, I agree. But let me, I, I agree with that basic concept. And I think I came into this with that, but here's where I've come down on that. Best case scenario, this 22-year-old rookie who has a skill set similar to Jimmy Butler but needs work on defense, how many minutes is he playing for a contending team? Best case scenario. I think you, th- you think Spoh's plugging in as a 20-minute rotation player? Because I don't. I think him and Yakez, I mean, Jesus, him and Jovic, I, I did that thing where I combined their names again. That was done a couple of times. I think him and Jovic are, have kind of similar chances for, for that to happen. I think they, they both have an outside chance. But there is a chance. I, I wouldn't project either of them. Um, but you know what? It also depends on what they trade. So, like, if if they're trading one or the two and, and they're getting Dame, I, I think they have a chance to be in there in the back end. If you don't get Dame, if they, they fumble it somehow, I, I think it's going to be really tough for – But, Alex, I liked, I, I liked your heavy. first – I understand, but I liked your first answer better because it kind of makes the point that I was making. If we think that they're positioned right now, the two of them, to get roughly the same amount of minutes in the back end of a rotation, depending on who's coming, then the 22-year-old thing and coming in for the four years of college doesn't mean anything. Exactly, because yeah. for, for, for this particular window, 
it's going to be we're saying about the same. And if that's the case, keep the kid who has at least in my belief. And I don't I, I just get the sense that they believe the same, but we'll see who has the higher like, wait, what can he become? Possibility. And to me, that's Jovic. If there was a dramatic difference in who was going to play now, I would say, yes, championship window. You can plug Hakez in. Let's say what the Christian Braun kid, right? Like in uh, in Denver, who was drafted about the same, you know, as 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 Hakez was. And he ended up being an eighth man on a, on a uh, who's probably going to be a sixth man this year. Right. But he ended up being an eighth man on a on a on an NBA champion. If we knew Hakez was going to be that, then I'd say, OK, maybe. But if we're saying that both him and Jovic are probably back into the rotation, guys, depending who comes in and Spo will kind of he'll play him a lot and then they'll lose favor for a month and then they'll get sent down to Sioux Falls and then Spo will remember. Man, if that's the case, I'd rather keep the kid who's going to be like six foot 11 with guard skills, right, who's playing in this international competition and he's thriving. I, that's the one I, I would keep the upside then. But, you know, I don't know what Portland's going to want, and I don't think it's a deal breaker. I'm with you guys on this, but I I just – I think they're going to try to find a way to keep him. I just I just get that sense, and I think that's why they're not hyping him more. You don't see them hyping him on the social media and all this other kind of stuff. Typically, they would do that. I just – I find it interesting. Anyway, thanks to our sponsors, Mosaics.com, Better Edge, and Prize Picks. We'll be back with more during the week. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.